throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, beautiful soul family. Welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights, where spiritually guided transformation and empowerment is your is your place to find that and enjoy that. I am your host, Dear James, and I am so excited. I'm a little bit shaky and trembly for these uh, these energies because it is action packed energies. So as we as we spoke about last week, and I'm just going to dive in and jump in and and talk about this. And as you are joining us live, uh, please put in the comments where you're joining from. And remember that to comment and ask questions throughout the broadcast, and I will incorporate them um, throughout. So last week, we spoke about the fact that we have these dueling energies, if you will. And one of the predominant, because we're in the month of December, it's a 12-month, um, and it's that's about standstill and approach. And so we have this kind of standstill, this this closing out of the old, the closing out of the year, uh, these closing out energies. And yet at the same time, we have this ramping up. And we had, I had used the analogy, the unseen gave me the analogy of, in essence, we're coming in this, uh, we're on one train that's coming into the station and we, we stop, we disembark, we walk across the platform and we get on this new train that's headed in the opposite direction, that's headed into the new, and thereby, and it takes off. And so we have this kind of slowing down, this standstill, this approach, and then this, you know, this off we go. And and literally the theme of, of today and the theme that we're going to be building into 2023, 2023 is going to be action-packed. And there's some big energies as well. I, I believe it's Pluto that's changing signs for the first time. Um, Sagittarius, uh, I'm sorry, Saturn is going to be changing signs. So these are big energies, big shifts. Um, Saturn changes every 20 years, so we've experienced that in our lifetimes. Um, Pluto, it's 200 and it's Neptune or Pluto. I'll correct myself in the comments. Um, it's changing signs for the first time in 200 and some years. So it's a once in a lifetime and it's moving into Aquarius. So, and Saturn will be moving into Pisces. So lots of big shifts, power energies. Hello, Ann. Hello, Deborah. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Um, and so, and then we have the sevens and 2023 is a seven year. 2 plus 2 plus 3, 7. Remember, 7 represents completion or divine fulfillment. It is the fullness. It is the foundation of God's word. So 2023 is like the deliverance, the, the, the receiving of the promise. And that's why this is so action-packed. And so the overall theme for today, as I'm yabbering along here, the overall theme for today, and this is really moving us into 2023. So we have standstill. We're coming in. Approach. And remember that approach of like approaching our divine selves, approaching the divine 
Father, the Divine Mother, the Divine Son, the Divine Spirit. It's about this approach. And then as we move forward, as we move on, it is, they said, full steam ahead, exclamation point, be ready, exclamation point, seven. So these are the influences. These are the main themes. It's full steam ahead. And, and can you see how it's, it's almost like, you know, like, hey, can you hurry up and get us off this train that's stopping? Because we want to be on this train that's taking off. I mean, that's the push-pull juxtaposition of these energies. Um, in the fact that these are our current energies. So I just want to bring up, good morning, Brigitte. Wonderful to have you joining with us. So our current energies, we listen to these from an intuitive insights and spiritually guided transformation and empowerment um, place. And we utilize the numbers, the energies, the unseen, spirit, source, and symphony. And so let me just bring up the three main energies that we're working with today. And it's kind of this week going through this month. And what we have here is, and I'm going to read them in the reverse order. We have number five, hexagram five. We have nourished while waiting, patience. So here's that train, that stillness, that standstill. We're coming into the, you know, into the station. And we're being nourished while we wait. And it requires patience. The big one is 20. And it popped out from 2022, 2022. The 20 just popped out today. And 20 is about contemplation. It's about overview. And so it is about, and you'll see, I'm going to read these with you. It's about how we sit in this stillness, in this standstill. So we're, and it's not about doing nothing, right? It's not like we do nothing. But the universe, the unseen is really saying to us, listen, 2023, you know, it's like this girl is on fire. It's like, it's going to be on fire. It's going to be hot and full steam ahead. That's a lot of energy. That is movement. It's actionary. And what they're asking us to do at the at this moment, at the end of this year, is to contemplate, have a greater overview, really give ourselves the opportunity to receive, to sit with ourselves, to unburden, unlayer, just to let it all release, let it all go. Because, you know, the, the destination is assured. The journey is there. We are, we are changing trains. We are crossing the platform and changing trains and going in a whole new direction, a whole new way. So we have this number 20, and you'll see how this is really powerful. And then, of course, where is it all leading to? hexagram 14 and today is the 14th and 12 14 2022 becomes a 14 so we have double 14s which means we have double fives 55 great abundance 14 great uh great possessing affluence so these are the three main energies that we're working with that are really i mean they're they're the they're the whole end of the year beginning of the year so even though it's this week, you know, it's weekly wisdom and insights, this is the overall energy for this moment in time. And you're going to see how powerful what these hexagrams and the energies talk about um, and how they are affecting our lives. 
Let me know in the comments how these three main energies, do you feel them? Do you feel the slowdown and the speed up? Do you feel the, you know, the, the frustration versus the patience, <laughs> right? It's these juxtaposing energies, endings and beginnings. And that's what we're feeling here. Um, so, and, and one of the beautiful things, and let me just jump off with this. The first thing they said to me from the unseen, they said, in stillness, your soul speaks, shines, listen and receive with an exclamation point. In stillness, your soul speaks, it shines, listen and receive. Very powerful message for this time because there's going to be a lot of transition. There's going to be a lot of moving parts. There's going to be, and imagine, right? Imagine that we want to be traveling light. We don't want to have to transfer trains across a platform and everything and drag 20 bags with us. That's not, that's going to cause stress, anxiety, frustration. So you want to be they say in, in, in Francais, très léger. You want to be very light. You want to be light of heart, light of spirit, light of mind. You want to be light. And so, again, take this time to really um, let go, release, purge in the most beautiful, kind, gentle way. This isn't hardcore action. This is about ease and kindness and stillness and rest. All right. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello, Christy. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining. Um, so let's jump into, and, and let me, before I do that, I'm going to jump to these two energies because these two images, these two tarot cards, it is the image, and this is from Brigitte Ashwood of the Luminous Tarot, beautiful deck. Um, on the left, you see the devil card, and on the right, you see the lover's card. Now, when you look at the detail of the devil card, you can see humanity, man, womankind. They are shackled. They're enslaved. It is the shadow side of us. It is the hardship. It is the struggle. It is the challenge of returning to our divine nature, our divine selves. That is the old. Because remember, the ideal becomes the, re the new reality. The ideal is, of course, on the right side of your screen, the lovers. The lovers, you see them unencumbered, not shackled, in, in their nudeness, their nakedness, which means in their innocence, in their original state. You see on the right the tree of life, it's on fire. And remember, what did they just said? It's gonna, this girl is on fire, 2023. It's going to be full steam ahead, be ready, actionary, fire. And yet on the left, we also then have the serpent twining the tree, wisdom, knowledge, grace, humility, kundalini, strength, your, your chakras. And you have Look at this, the beautiful upraised hands of the divine feminine. There she is, atop the mountain, floating on a cloud, bringing forth this energy. Remember this, genie has been released from the bottle. She, the divine feminine, 
the age of Aquarius, matriarchal rule. The sun disc behind her, empowering her, radiating out the rays. And her hands are up as to say, anything and everything you need, it's possible. It's present. You have it. It's this kind of empowerment. It's this kind of the mountain, the strength, the, form the formidability. And it's in the lover's card, which means it's harmonious. It's balanced. It's reasoned. It's we're open and welcoming. This is one of the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful aspects of the transition. These two trains, the train that's coming in, that's stopping the devil card. That's on the left. The train we're embarking on, the one that's taking off, that's going to lead us to great new adventures within ourselves and with others, the lover's card, the divine feminine. So powerful imagery, powerful energies, power, power, power. Um, Elizabeth is saying, what if one of the bags is a partner? Very good question. Stillness contemplation, overview. This is a time with great care, with great kindness, with great love, with great humility, with great grace. What is the truth that I must face? What do I know? And if you know that one of the bags is a partner, then you want to Really sit with yourself and ask, is there more here on offer? Or is my fear overriding my influence? Meaning, if it's time to let go with great grace and love and kindness and compassion and empathy, let go. If there's more to learn, if you truly, because what that's going to mean is we've got to look at ourselves, right? It's not about looking at the other person. The other person is the character in our play. Soul to soul, playing the role we asked them to play for us. Now, again, if we're done with the lesson, if we've received the lesson and it's time to let go, let go. If there's more, if you're really feeling like, wait, there's, there's more, I can see that there's more for us to do, then you continue, however, Ask yourself a second question, and this is a very powerful, important question. Do I have a partner at the dance? Because if you're at the dance and you're dancing solo, and there's no, you're, the partner's not interested, the partner's not open and wanting to advance, then again, you're dragging baggage along behind you, and that baggage is going to slow you down. So these are the questions you're going to want to ask yourself and you're going to want to be brutally honest with yourself so that you know, is it time to put that bag down or does that bag somewhat effortlessly move with you onto the new train? But it's not about dragging the bag behind you. It's not about, um, and it's not about lying to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. 
really look at yourself to see if what they are mirroring to you, what, what they have to offer you, have you received it and learned it so as to release it and move on. And both of you can move on, but that's a discussion. Or one of you can move on if, it's, if there's no partner at the dance. That's how that comes into play. Um, let's jump into, because let me, let me just jump into this. The second thing they said, which tags onto this, is they said, the way becomes clear. So tagging onto Elizabeth's question and what, what they just gave us. The way becomes clear. Follow willingly, joyfully. This is a big component. The way becomes clear. You're going to know. Follow willingly, joyfully. Yes, anytime we leave a relationship, a, a place, a, a, a position, a job, something so as to move forward, there can be fear. There can be pain. Um, you know, it's not easy. And yet, the way becomes clear. Follow willingly and joyfully. Because you'll know. It's your soul source connection guiding you. It's, it, it's, it's like pressuring you. You'll feel this pressure. Which means you know what to do. It's just sometimes hard to do it. So, um... Let me jump into this, and I'm, I'm going to come back to Christy's question. Um, let's jump into hexagram five. And hexagram five, nourished while waiting. So we're in this, we're in this phase right here, in this ending, beginning. And it's this nourished while waiting. The action is patience. We are exercising our soul muscle. We are exercising... Um, actionary restraint, right? Um, correct discipline. It's hexagram seven, correct discipline. And this is all next year, correct discipline, the army, the legions. The army and legions is all about the unseen and their presence really rushing in and being present. This legion and this army that's there with us in order to effectuate correct discipline, correct choices, best choices. So here we are, patience. The hidden influence is opposition, it's to yield. So we're yielding to the stillness. We're, we're listening to, because you can't jump out of a, move, you know, a moving train at you know, 120 kilometers or whatever. You know, that's going to that's gonna hurt. <laughs> so it is about the slowdown so as to disembark, so as to re-embark on the new path. The, prog uh, the underlying cause is progress, enlightenment. And it says, there's a, there's a beautiful quote by Alfred Polger, and he, he says, Too often, man, woman, kind, handles life as he does the bad weather. He whiles away the time as he waits for it to stop. So, no one's advocating that you go run out in a lightning storm and everything. However, the thing would be, we don't stop. This isn't about stop. The standstill is about the approach. It is about receiving. So it's actionary, but it's still. It's, it's you know, it's, it's uh, you're, you're feeling it. It's methodical in a way. You're feeling it as well. It's going as guided, listening. If your mind is telling you, no, I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and I'm pushing, 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 you're going to miss your train. 
as you're going to be in your head, as opposed to it's okay to slow down. It's okay to listen. In stillness, your soul speaks, your soul shines. Listen and receive. So here it says, the times call for remaining patient while in a holding pattern. Waiting can be done with patience or worry. It really doesn't affect the outcome. Although I would say to you, worrying never, never, worrying never changes the outcome. The outcome is the outcome. It does affect your experience because you're having the experience then of worrying. All things take time to develop and the eventual outcome is never altered by your attitude while waiting. The journey, however, is more enjoyable when you are patient. A lack of patience can lead to false starts, defeat, and humiliation. It can mean that you take the wrong choice. It can mean, you know, like in anything, whether it's football, track, whatever, you know, when everyone's ready and then someone jumps the gun and everything has to get reset. This is where impatience, our frustration, our impatience can cause us to false starts, to defeat or humiliation because we're, we're making the wrong choices and we're not listening to our soul. Our soul is speaking. Why not take a break and allow the situation to unfold? The nuclear trigram suggests a hidden influence of opposition that causes a necessary delay. So here we've got the train coming in. The sun, the old sun has to die. The old ways die. The Piscean era dies. It goes away. So there's a necessary delay because we're changing. We're changing trains. We've got to cross the platform. Yet all of life is built upon the bringing together of opposites. High-low pressure systems, hot-cold weather fronts, or positive and negative atoms clash and bring about something new. We can see this in our world events. The clash between the Piscean era and the Aquarian era. This clash. And yet, time doesn't go backwards. Time moves forward. And so because there's something that's bringing about something new. In order to fill, fulfill the progress required, a time of waiting is a way of allowing the elements of what you are seeking to move naturally to a conclusion. Perhaps you are waiting for something and need the time to explore sincerity about whether it is right for you. Use the time of waiting to reevaluate your plan or to build up your reserves against any real future. It says difficulty, challenge, I replace those words, difficulty or challenge, with the word opportunity to, to build up your reserves for any new opportunity. A boiling pot won't boil any faster by watching it, and a farmer cannot harvest corn when the seeds are barely sprouting. All is progressing nonetheless. Balance your desire for an outcome with the natural cycle that nourishes it. Trust that when the time is right, the, situ the situation will embody the answer. The way becomes clear. Follow willingly and joyfully. So this is all about, and it's okay, you know, I, I just had this recently. I'm like, hmm, do I want to do this? And I, and I reached out and kind of looked at it. And, and yet I knew, I had a knowing, nope, that's not for me. But it's okay to say, well, let me, let me confirm that. Let me affirm that knowing. And sure enough, the, the left 
the answers back were no, no. And I was like, there we go. Okay, thank you. Because it tells us, it affirms what we know, what we're sensing, even though where it's going, where we're going, we have a knowing, but it hasn't yet solidified, manifested, presented itself. Doesn't mean it's not coming. So that is where we are. This, this hexagram five, nourished while waiting patients, really gives us a prime example of this end of the year coming into um, our takeoff, you know, this full steam ahead, be ready, takeoff in January. So let me go back to Christy. Uh, she said, why is my energy low? Why does it seem like everything is against me? So Christy, energies right now, I mean, people are literally, so imagine this huge shift, this huge shift of energies. We are leaving a sixth year, which is all about conflict and destiny. The energies, and we're moving into, an, uh, into a seven year, the foundation of God's word, the completion and fulfill, divine fulfillment, legions, army, correct discipline, this full steam ahead, be ready. Everyone, so overall energies are, in, are um, reinforcing this need to slow down, stillness, contemplation. We're going to come to 20, contemplation overview. So it's natural. That's natural. If you're fighting against it, if, you're, if you don't want to give yourself the rest, the, the contemplation, the review, if you don't see that you're being nourished while you're waiting, it's, it's in, essence, in other words, look at what's present. Look at what you have versus focusing on what you don't have. Focus on what you have. See how you're being supported. Even if it's the littlest thing. Oh, I looked out the window and I saw a deer or a flower or a friend called out of the blue. These are all things that are supporting us, nourishing us. Now, why does it seem like everything is against me? The way this is coming into me is you're, they're saying to me, you're fighting a losing battle, meaning you're, you're attempting to effectuate an outcome or a result, or you're, you're attempting to get something from someone, receive something instead of receiving what you're meant to get. You know what you're meant to get, but you're attempting to get something else. You want a different outcome. And so they're asking you to stand still, approach contemplation. They're, they're asking you to listen to your heart, listen to your soul. You know the way. You're, you're, you're just not wanting to make peace with it right now. You're, you're, that's why you're in confrontation. So it feels like everyone's against you. It's salmon. It's, it's, it's swimming up river. You're swimming up river to a salmon. That's a natural, uh, you know, it's natural to them. It's, it's innate and organic to them for humans. It's not, we're meant to flow. So for the salmon swimming upstream is going with the flow. This is what they're saying to you. They're, they're really, they're asking you, it's funny. They're asking you to nourish yourself nourished while waiting. They're saying, you of all people know how to do that for yourself 
Would it be nice to have it come from others? And there's a kind of an extended others, a broader others? Yes. But you are meant to nourish yourself. Let me know how that's, and, and this is forever, you know, see how this can resonate for everybody. Are we looking outwardly or inwardly? Are we leaving this piece of baggage so we don't drag it across to the new train? Or are we dragging it along with us? Um, let me jump into hexagram 20. And there's a beautiful, beautiful quote that goes with hexagram 20. It says, you can only lead others toward growth when you are willing to grow yourself. And again, this is so back to Elizabeth as well with the partner and the, do you have a partner at the dance? If you, if, if your partner, whether it's a friend, a, a spouse, a partner, whatever it may a business partner, whatever it may be, if you don't have a partner at the dance, they're not willing to grow. They're not going where you're going. You then don't need to drag them along. Because you can only lead others toward growth when you are willing to grow yourself. So let's jump into hexagram 20. And this one is really, it's, it's contemplation. You know, the action is overview. It's to view. The hidden influence, 23, split apart. We have had this a lot in, in the first season of Weekly Wisdom and Insights. This splitting apart removing the things, person, place, things, all of that stuff, the splitting apart. Even look at divine masculine, divine feminine, Piscean, Aquarian, patriarchal, matriarchal, the splitting apart, the pulling apart of it, so as to regenerate. It's to renew, to regenerate ourselves and the whole of the whole. I mean, the whole way we go about life and everything. It's underlining cause, 34, great power. We're meant to come into our, our fulfillment. Remember, fulfillment, completion, perfection, divine fulfillment, the foundation, this great power, empowerment, so as to invigorate, enthusiasm. It's like we go get it. It's like we don't hold back because it's just all aligned. We've been renewed, regenerated. And... Um, and this is a beautiful quote by Kierkegaard, and it says, Life can only be understood backwards, but we must live it forwards. It means hindsight. It's basically we'll see the truth of these words, the truth of these moments, these energies, in hindsight. When, when we look back, we'll see it. We'll know it in the moment, but we'll really um, understand it and, and um, see it in hindsight. So it says, here we are on contemplation. A period of contemplation can come about for a variety of reasons. Perhaps your ego has been wounded and you are stepping back to understand the part you played in getting hurt. You may have completed a job and are now stepping back to examine future direction. After a time of great power and invigoration, the underlining cause suggests that an anticlimactic period follows. The hidden influence calls for splitting apart the past from the future. So we're really in this moment being asked to surrender, to let go the, of the old baggage, the old aspects, the shadow, the lay them down. Because we've got a splitting apart of the past 
from the future. Old self, future self. It is a time for regeneration. This hexagram has the appearance of a tower and there's a need to gain a wider view and take time out to consider your future direction. Others are drawn to those who exhibit an evolved understanding of life that can only come from showing their objectivity and willingness to listen and grow. Partner at the dance. Yes or no? You, self-reflective, listening, growing. In the stillness your soul speaks, it shines. Are you listening to it? Listen and receive. It's going to show you the way. The way becomes clear. Um, this means even as a leader, you are called to keep growing. Teacher, student, student, teacher. We're never done. It's never over. Through humility and grace, we receive, we expand, we learn, we, we face ourselves, we move forward, we move through. Nothing in nature is stagnant, and careful contemplation is necessary prior to making changes. This is where, again, you know, to not make false starts, to not let our frustration or our impatience um, influence our movements, that we sit with our stillness and we listen. The wind blows over the earth, the image of contemplation. You have the opportunity to climb the heights of what you have built to obtain a wider view. So this is us building upon ourselves, building upon our experiences, everything purposeful. It's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's about regeneration, renewal, releasing so as to receive. In the image of a tower that allows for a bird's eye view, find the white space that will allow you to remain objective in finding your way forward. Stillness, white space, soul source connection, speaking. You establish a course for the future by reinvigorating your roots. Enthusiasm, peace. Remember the, the November energies and the really for this, this year, peace on the top, the, the uh, whatchamacallit, yeah, yeah, that C word, I can't remember, and enthusiasm, oh, conflict, thank you. So peace, little conflict, enthusiasm, pressing down so that we eliminate the conflict. We come into peace, harmony, balance, renewal, enthusiasm. It says, wind suggests purity and the washing of the hands. The master said, the ablution has been made but not yet the offering. The ablution or washing of the hands is how you remove the residue of red dust or the hardened perspective that can accumulate on your journey and open with reverence. So what this is saying is it's about, so the ablution is about the willingness to wash our hands and everything, but we've not yet made the offering. The offering is the commitment, the true the true release of things, the true coming into this state of being, because we may have had hardened perspective that is accumulating. And this is why, back to Elizabeth's original question, it requires us to look at ourselves so as to see where are we truthfully, honestly. And if we know to let something go, it's time to let it go. Face the music, do what's required so that you, um, you renew, you release, you renew.
and you come into a greater state of purity, a greater state of offering of yourself for yourself. The offering is your willingness to remain malleable in all you do. Whenever the wind blows over the earth, it ushers in a changing climate. And this is very much a time we are ushering in anew. So water, wind, it erodes, it cleanses, it purifies, it moves, it shifts us. If you've ever stood um, on a creek, a, a body of water, a river, a creek, where there's an overpass, and you just stand at one side, typically the side that's flowing down, downstream, and just sit for a moment, stand, be still for a moment there, and notice how the movement, the sound and the flow and the movement of the water cleanses you, releases things, moves through you, even though you're not in the water. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful exercise. The most common celebrations of ancient times revolved around the harvest festivals of autumn. Perhaps it was out of fear and reverence as the, gray, as the days grew darker and the natural world began to die away. This is this time. Remember, the sun dies. It stands still from midnight on the 21st of December until midnight on the 24th. There's three days where the, the sun literally no longer moves south. It's just stationary. And so where the natural world began to die away. It was an important time, however, because what was done in earnest during this time laid the seeds for a springtime to come. The end of this year, the end of 2022, the end of conflict, destiny, conflict, and the arrival of the promise, the arrival, full steam ahead, be ready, this arrival of the new, the seven. This is the meaning of contemplation. Take inventory of the past to reinvigorate the seeds of the future. When you look backward, you will see the cycles that remain constant, although you barely remember the vague situations that become meaningless over time. By recognizing all that is transient, you can observe the carved block, but only hold fast to that which cultivates growth. In each situation, retain the lesson but not the carved block. This is about transcending the lesson, not becoming it. You don't want to become the carved block. The carved block is being chiseled. It's being etched. It's being polished and sanded. It's not meant to stay a carved block. Other than its transitory manifestations, the great image has no shape. It's malleable. Remember, be malleable. It is time to let go and become the uncarved block in the hands of the woodcarver, the woodcarver, the master weaver. Source is the host. We are the guest. What experiences did our soul say it would co-create an experience? And when we take our hands off the wheel and we let the master weaver, the master carver, chisel our block, we receive, we experience, it will always be far greater than what our mind, ego, personality um, chooses for us or doesn't. You know, it's, it's that sense of um, greatness within. The thread running through the way, 
becomes your footsteps through the path of change. Your destiny is revealed by that part of you that remains constant against the wheel of changing events. Returning to one's roots is known as stillness. This is what is meant by returning to one's destiny. You can move through the changes without being pulled from the center of your unfolding. It means you don't need to get off balance. You don't need to buy into everything that's going on around you. You can know knowings, soul source connection, stillness. You don't have to buy in. You don't have to be pulled off center. Although you walk less, you discover more. The core of who you are only sharpens against the vicissitudes of experience. Allow yourself to open to whatever life is shaping you to be. So, and one last thing. The master said, when one is at ease with themselves, one is near nature. This is to let nature take its own course. When you are just so, you are not defending anything. When this and that have no opposites, you discover life's very access. And this is speaking to the fact that, again, when we know, it's effortless. In stillness, your soul speaks and shines. Listen and receive. The way becomes clear. Follow willingly and joyfully. Because it's, it's already there. It's, it's already there for us. Yes, we have to release anxiety, fear, or whatever. It, walk through the fire. And yet, when you do, it's always greater than what you could have ever expected. And that's what this is talking about. So there's a beauty in all of this that, um, and let me just continue. Contemplation allows you to see that things, all things are equal. The good and the bad, the difficult and easy are merely the ebbing and flowing of energy. When a leader is right with themselves, things will get done without giving orders. When they are not right with themselves, they may give orders, but they will not be obeyed because people know. People know authenticity. They know when you're controlling, manipulating, when you are out of sync, out of balance. It's like when you're lying. People know when you're lying. And people know the truth speaks for itself. So this is the knowing. You can only lead others towards growth when you are willing to grow yourself. It's the beautiful quote. To others, your humility makes you the representation of how great fullness seems empty. Full of trust, they look up to view the divine way where the four seasons do not deviate. In contemplating, you partly give and you partly take. You take time for yourself, but also become something for the world to view. The more one gives, the more one comes to possess. Great possessing, which is 14. So, and I want to bring up, um, because remember, as we're coming into this, you're going to see, I'm going to bring up the seven, these three cards, these three tarot cards. The seven of cups is on your left. Judgment is in the center. The star is on the right. On the lover's card, the star, here she is. Divine mother, divine feminine, pouring out the soma, nourishing, nourished while waiting, nourishment. And it's going to be the divine feminine, this energy of the divine feminine permeating us. That is nourishment. It's goodness. It is humility and grace and all of these good attributes. The judgment is the train state, the two trains coming in, and we're switching trains. And look how they're look at how they're willingly and joyfully 
They're being heralded. There's Archangel Michael heralding. Look at the, the Swiss flag. It's neutrality. It's harmony and balance, neutrality. And there they are standing again in their nakedness, arms upraised with joy on water. They're, in, they're on vessels on water, movement, purity. And the Seven of Cups means choices, lots of choices, which when we come into the seven, the seven year, and it's the army and correct, it's about correct discipline. It's about making the right choices from a balanced state, from a nourished mindset, a nourished sense of being, knowing that it's yours because the way becomes clear. So let me come back. I'm going to jump into um, Anne said, I think that love and the sense of investment make it difficult to follow what you know sometimes. So, yes, we invest. Um, we invest ourselves. However, again, remember, in giving, we receive. And so here, because we may have a belief that we're, we're going to be absent love, life is richer together. We like to share life together. However, there's a beautiful statement that says, better to be alone than with the wrong person. And again, this can be applied in any business, um, government relations, you know, personal love relationships, the whole shebang. The point here would be the investment that you're making in another may be reflected back to you so that you recognize the necessity to make that investment of love within yourself. So that in the next relationship, business, personal, governmental, whatever it may be, you're on the next octave of yourself. So that when you make that investment of love, you will now do it from a whole new platform, a whole new state of being. And they will mirror back to you. You will attract that same equal. So don't let the fear of change and the opportunity of renewal keep you stuck. It's meant to move you forward. Um, Elizabeth is saying, thank you for answering that clearly. Uh, Christy, thank you so much for helping me understand. You're both most welcome. Thank you for being here and participating. And, um, and Brigitte, she's saying, I was told to sit at the water's edge now through the 21st to clear and cleanse for the new. There you are. There is the stillness. There is the water. There is the purification. There is the cleansing. And this can be done anywhere. I mean, I know it's it's Northern Hemisphere and so forth. It's winter. It's very frigid and cold. A lot of the water's freezing up on the top, flowing underneath, but they continue to flow. And so a body of water, wherever this may be, even if that's your bathtub, a shower, um, a waterfall somewhere, whatever it may be, water is a beautiful, nourishing um cleanser, purifier, soother. 
adding rose, rose oil to water, bath water and so forth, brilliantly healing, purifying. Um, item number three is a song, and this came to me. So they, they said to me, the song popped in. They said, prosperity awaits you, exclamation point. So very clearly, we are ramping into, we are moving on to the prosperity train. Off we go. Full steam ahead, be ready. And the song that came in, it's by Henry J. Van Dyke from 1907. There's the seven. And it's the song, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. I'm going to post the lyrics in the comments after the show um, and just read them. And I'll, I'll also post a link. Um, it's really quite amazing. Because again, it's, it's the foundation of God's promise, God's word. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. And that is the, it's the prosperity that awaits you. So we have to transition to it. Let me go to 14, great possessing, which is our final hexagram, these three main energies for today. Um, I hope I said hexagram five. I may have said 15. It's hexagram five. Because again, the 14s become a five. One and four is five. And hexagram five, this nourished, oh, I'm sorry, hexagram 14, great possessing. I did have it right. I'm sorry. I was going backwards. So here we go. We started there. We started with nourished while waiting, patience, to contemplation overview, to great possessing, affluence. Prosperity awaits you, the prosperity train. I'll get my act together, I promise. <laughs> so great, possess great possessing, ta you. It, action, shine. It's hidden influence, determination, breakthrough. It's underlining cause, eight, union, discover. The unity, the, the divine feminine, matriarchal, harmony, balance, union with ourselves. It's number eight. It's the infinity symbol. And it's to discover that. It's to reconnect. Let me just bring this back up. It's the lover's card. Look at her. There she is in all of her empowerment, her love, her grace, her beauty, her abundance, her prosperity. It's to become one with her. And to discover that, to renew, to rediscover that within ourselves. And we have a beautiful quote. Let me go to this. The, it says, In the depth of winter, I finally learned that there was in me an invincible summer. So no matter what you've been through, no matter this is going back with Christy, where the world, where it seems like everything's against you. In the depth of winter, I finally learned that there was in me an invincible summer. It resides within us. Others are a mirror, a reflection of what we need to see to manifest and create within ourselves, to, to reclaim. And this quote perfectly states that. So it says, Ta Yu, which is great possessing affluence, is formed when fire moves over heaven. The idea of mental clarity or the sun in the sky shows its auspiciousness in describing your current condition. Here we go. Here's the train. We got the golden ticket. 
The sun sustains life, and if and when we rise like the sun, we need only activate our hidden powers of expansion. Like the sun, by simply being, we set off a chain reaction of abundance. Obstacles disappear because of the hidden influence of breakthrough. We cultivate the seeds planted in the dark of winter that break through the soil of difficulty and emerge stronger and wiser. This is great possessing. Perhaps we learn to play the guest of life and not strive so much to fight against what can never be. Where the underlining cause of union was a time of joining and partnerships, great possessing is a time when our star shines or our sun is rising as an individual. Life has offered you its greatest gift, the power to shine with an inner certainty that need not be defended. Strength and clarity unite, and you can move forward in the knowledge that grace is your teacher, and power is merely aligning your will with the way. The message can be about wealth, success, or just a sense of knowing you have arrived. These three together are so powerful because it's really a, a roadmap. It is, it is the ending and the beginning and these changing of trains and, and so forth. Nourished while waiting, the, the 12, and really there's a fourth one, the standstill, the approach. Nourished while waiting, patience, contemplation, overview, great possessing, affluence. That's where we are. And the last thing that the unseen said to me for today, number four, foundational. And they said, where I am, there too are you. And they then showed me this image, this five-pointed star. The five-pointed star, and it, it, and it means, remember, it was just talking about, it is a time when our star shines or our sun is rising as an individual. This is our star, our, su our star, our sun is rising. The five-pointed flower, the five-pointed star, is the symbol of Venus, which represents the divine feminine. She is back, she is emboldened, and she is beautiful. And she is empowering all of us to shake off, shake off that devil card. Shake it off. I'm bringing it back up. Shake off the devil card so as to be the lover's card. Because where I am, there too are you. And this is where she is. This is where she resides. This is what's on tap. Because why? Where does the star lead us? Remember this beautiful image? These radiant sunflowers. This radiance, this joy, this all-encompassing knowing. That is where this is all going. And I'm going to bring this image up from last week because I just love it. And, and, and how? Up. That beautiful balloon lifting us. There's the, our house, our vessel. Our body is our home. Our home is our home. Our vehicle is our home. They all represent our home. And they're being lifted up. We're being raised up to a higher octave, to a higher state of being. And that is what's on tap. 
Let me just come back over here. I'm going to bring in uh, Brigitte. She said, wow, so needed to hear that. My brave son just let go of a relationship. He's all alone, yet saw that it wasn't serving him. Exactly. Exactly. And it's the courage. And even more so, it's the, it's the self-worth. It's the self-value. It's the realization that with grace, we can say, namaste, I bow to the divine in you. And yet what I know is that there's more. There's more for me. And no judgment. No judgment because we're bowing to the divine, even in the most harsh circumstances, which I, I understand is hard. Is to bow to the divine, namaste, I bow to the divine in you. Because somehow, soul to soul, you played the role. And you have reflected to me greatness, that my greatness, what I need. And sometimes, again, it comes in a joyful, wonderful aspect. Sometimes it comes in the cloak of opposites. It's to remember, though, remember the carved block and, and being the guest and the master carver, the master weaver, that we are the custodians of this experience. Our soul is the custodian of this entire journey. We are not the experiences. We are not the story. We are not what happen, happens to us, good, bad, or indifferent. We are the custodian of it. And when we realize that we are the custodian of our journey, you'll notice there's almost like you can step back. You can feel it. You kind of like step back with, with ease and awe. You have a great, an expanded awareness. You surrender. Things that were going to terrify you or intimidate you or something dissipate. Because in each moment you say, okay, source, okay, spirit, okay, symphony, God, Buddha, Allah. What is it my soul said it would do? What am I the custodian of? What's my next step? And then you act. And when we're the custodian of something, you know this, everyone that has a child, a parent, you know, when something is in our care, it takes on greater depth. It takes on greater care. Nine times out of 10. There are those that abandon that responsibility. However, in general, when we're the custodian of something, we rise, we rise to the occasion. We give more of ourselves. In this instance, being the custodian of our journey, of our lives, of our soul, it's about you giving more to yourself. And that is both what's the old, that's what's both ending, because we've been striving to get there. We've been striving for the ideal. Well, 2023 and beyond, the ideal is the new reality. So we will be embodying and living the fact that we are giving ourselves more. By giving more, we receive. And it's not selfish. It's selfless. Humility, grace, goodness, kindness. It's not hubris. It's not ego. It is soul, heart-centered living. 
and that's the train of where we're where we're headed. So thank you all so much. Please let me know in the comments how all of this resonated. Really powerful energies. And by the way, this month, December, the sevens, so 12-7 was last Wednesday, 14, 21, 28. All of them seven-based, leading up to a seven-year. Seven, 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 seven. You see it, you know, it's it's abundance. It's great possessing. It's affluence. So just to leave you all in stillness, your soul speaks, shines, listen, and receive. The way becomes clear. Follow willingly and joyfully. Prosperity awaits you. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. And where I am, there too are you with this beautiful five-pointed star. Love you all, beautiful soul family. Can't wait to see you next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your comments, your presence, your grace, your likes, shares, and subscribes. Can't tell you how wonderful this is. Um, and I thank you all. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to Dear James Live. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting dearjames.com.